Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. John Murphy, the assistant general manager of the Toronto Argonauts. Um, what can you tell the fans about Cameron Judge? All of us agreed that he was the best player, you know, on the board, and that was very exciting. You know, from what I know right now, you know, his thing was, uh, I want to concentrate on this NFL workout. So for him to have a shot of working out for the Raiders, uh, I think it's something very important for him at this stage of his career. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Welcome to... Canada's daytime sports talk show, everybody. Welcome inside the bunker. This is what we're calling the second half kickoff because we go to hour two. Hall of Fame writer, broadcaster John Frenzy is with us here, and his his appearances are brought to you by Wheaton Kia. You can find them in North Regina at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst. So we'll delve right into it. Uh, last hour, we had two very big names in football. We had Solomon Elamimian, the president of the CFL Players Association. They sent me this shirt here last week. I thought I'd throw a blazer on over top of it. And Solly gave us a great interview on his CFL career and what's next. And then Cameron Judge was with us. One of the top free agents available in this free agent class signed with the Toronto Argonauts and he can't really believe all of the furor and hubbub that's gone around it. So I'm going to get to the viewer comments. Remember this, Lynch. One, William May says, ask Frenzy if Larry Dean or any other linebacker plays great Will he forget about Cameron Judge? Because Lynch is so upset that Cameron Judge is one of many all-stars on defense the Rough Riders have lost in free agency. Well, Larry, is there anything that would make you forget about Cam Judge? Larry Dean's a great middle linebacker. I think Larry Dean could make me forget about Cameron Judge. Possibility. It's not probability, but a possibility. I love Cameron Judge. Can you put up the comment, gents, if it's not too far gone, from William May about Cam Judge's comment on the negotiations with the Rough Riders. Would you mind doing that? And while you find that, there it is. Cameron Judge said it all. O'Day got too anxious and brought in someone else, and I'm sure Charleston Hughes had a lot to do with him going to Toronto. The Argos are like the Miami Heat. Not one, not two, not three, not four championships. The Stars are all arriving in one place, and it's the Toronto Argonauts, and it's got the other eight teams upset. And the Argos, uh, I think, are enjoying that. But anyways... It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. That's why we're talking so much football. But here in the Quick Six, we've got curling and hockey as well. So hit it, please. Director Jordan. Please and thank you. Uh, YouTube commenter Fear the, Co- Fear the Conspiracy writes in and he says, Hey, it's Rod Peterson looking sharp. I don't normally throw on a blazer. I'm willing to do it regularly. Oh, you look it, great. Yeah, if yeah. you think it's worthwhile. You look great. My, uh, my clothier, Colin O'Brien Manshop, would be very happy if I did. But that's the poll question today. What should Rod wear as host of the RP show? A suit coat like I'm donning now with a CFLPA long sleeve T-shirt underneath or a bunny hug, which the rest of Canada calls a hoodie? 72% say, go back to the bunny hug, which is a Saskatchewan term for a hoodie. So that's probably what I'll do come Monday. And yes, we are originating from the sweatpants capital, Regina, Saskatchewan. I get so many comments. More came in today. It's mind-blowing that you're from Regina when you cover all these great NHL topics and NFL. There's nothing mind-blowing about it. Our roots in the NHL go back over 100-plus years. It's the heartbeat of the uh, Canadian Football League. There's nothing mind-blowing about it. But thank you for tuning in from all across the continent. Okay, quick six show topics. The commissioner of the Canadian Football League, Randy Ambrosi, said yesterday in an interview with the Canadian press, we're going to play in 2021. It got me very excited. And then this morning, Dave Naylor of TSN, who speaks really on behalf of the league and the owners, wrote a column where he said he does not feel the CFL will, will play if there's no fans. I, for weeks, have gone out on the limb and just said... I think they'll play with or without fans because they have to. I have faith in the leadership of this league. 
that they'll do the right thing for the game, for the league, for the players, for the coaches, for the staff, for the fans. And Naylor's saying that that faith isn't going to be rewarded. If they can't play with fans, they're not playing at all. I went and read the article. So it's another kick in the gut on a, on a daily up and down roller coaster. Lynch, what do you think of this events in the last 24 hours? Larry Ambrose is telling us. Randy Ambrose. Randy Ambrose is telling us we're not going to be ready for uh, June 12th with the Riders playing at Edmonton and a week later, Ottawa here. We're going to be playing Labor Day. The first game of our schedule, our 10-game schedule, will be Labor Day. We'll be a 10-game schedule. We'll have the playoffs. Yes, they'll go deep into December, maybe a week before. Lynch, I don't care what he's saying. What yeah. do you think's going to happen? I think he'll do it. I think they'll do it. I, but it'll be the first week of September, Labor Day week. Okay. Point uh, yeah, two. I think it's going to happen. Okay, so I move on. So point two. A lot of negativity yesterday coming out of Ambrosi's comments. Five or six players that I saw on Twitter basically saying, yeah, 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 we heard it all last year. I had a league insider, a staffer, text me and say, did he just dust off the quotes from last year? That's all he said last year. And they didn't play. So that's my point, too, is the negativity regarding Ambrosi's comments. And this is where it's, what it's come down to. Talk's cheap. Talk is cheap. We want to see the details of how you're going to play. Is it too much to ask? I don't think so. They have to play this year. If they don't, the league's football's finished in Saskatchewan. The league's yeah, done. It's done. They've got to play. They're committed themselves. Viewer Nelson Nakowicz says it is terrible that the league and their broadcast rights holder are contradicting each other. Yeah. What's That's our take on that. What's the broadcaster saying? TSN is saying they won't play without fans. That's Dave Naylor. Yeah, well. Point three, Carson Wentz follow. We've dug a little more digging into this, and while we all think that Carson Wentz potentially is washed up, the Indianapolis Colts clearly do not. We'll get into this more with Derek Moncrief when he joins us next segment, Los Angeles Rams defensive back and linebacker. But, uh, hey, this guy finished third in voting for NFL MVP in 2018. He started every single game as a rookie in 2017. He was a second overall pick. That's why they've given him $33 million a year in Philadelphia. And just because they're sick of him doesn't mean he's washed up. Took him to the Super Bowl. Took, well, no, Nick Foles did. No, he put the other to get there. He took gas, but he didn't win it. No, he didn't win it. I know what Nick, you're saying. Nick, Nick Foles. Moving on, point four, because this is a Canadian show after all. There are other sports. My NHL leftovers from Thursday night's action. Some things dawned on me while I was watching the Leafs and the Sens, and one is my first leftover. Keith Kachuk was not a spot picker like his sons, Brady and Matthew. And what I've realized is that a lot of people, even in this country, don't even understand what the term spot picker means. They don't know. It's a term from deep within hockey vernacular, which is they pick their spots. They pick a spot when their opponent is vulnerable. What made me think about it was Brady Kachuk is cross-checking a leaf in the back of the head after the whistle last night. And I'm like, why is he being allowed to do this? His dad never played that way. And then I thought about Matthew Kachuk ending Mark Shifley's playoffs last year. Said, oh, it was an accident. Falling on Jack Campbell, the Leafs goalie, this season. He hasn't played since. Oh, it was an accident. At some point, the NHL is going to realize these aren't accidents. Keith Kachuk never played this way. So I texted a teammate of Keith's from the 90s, and I said, have I forgotten the way Keith Kachuk played? I don't remember him being this dirty or being a spot picker. And the guy wrote me back and said he wasn't. But back in the 90s, you would have had to pay for this. Now you don't. There's nobody running around extinguishing guys like Brady and Matthew Kachuk. And until there is, they're going to continue to play that way. So The overall officiating in the NHL so far this year had been very weak. They're letting them get away with murder. Uh, da, 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 I don't. I don't. I don't like to get into officiating because it depends on what side of the cookie you're on. Mm -hmm. Anyways, my other leftovers were that Sam Steele has arrived. Beautiful goal, backhand goal for the Anaheim Ducks last night. Unfortunately, they lost 3-1, and it would be nice if the rest of his teammates showed up, even though Sam Steele's arrived, the, what, former, years the former captain of the Regina Pats. Lynch, can I get through these? Okay. The other one... Who do the Calgary Flames give up to acquire Jack Eichel from the Buffalo Sabres? Because the Sabres have lost three in a row, and it would appear the bottom's falling out there. Things are raging in Calgary, I see. 
on Sportsnet last night that they've got culture issues within the dressing room. That's what the media is saying. They're going to need a shakeup. Jack Eichel's going to want out of Buffalo. What are we waiting for? And point five of my leftovers is that the LA Kings are both very young and also very old. Dustin Brown, Jonathan Quick, Drew Doughty on the old end, and on the young end, Jared Anderson, Dolan, Austin Wagner. they got a good young crew there. They sure do. But as I learned from Chris Jones, it doesn't matter what the makeup is of what the sport is. If you've got old teams, old players, they get hurt. If you've got young players, they get injured. You want guys right in that middle, late 20s, sweet spot in the prime of their careers. They've got the mistakes out of the way, and they're not getting hurt yet. So with the L.A. Kings, I would be moving those older guys now and start the rebuild. What's the holdup? Moving on, point five of the quick six show topics here in our second half kickoff. The Raptors won again, Link. Yeah, I know. Did you watch it? At five straight? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I did. And well, and they sent the Bucks to their fourth consecutive loss in Milwaukee. And the the score was 110-96. And they did it without Kyle Lowry, who was supposed to be the heart and soul of the Toronto Raptors. Are they two and two and twenty-five with him out there? They're sixteen and two without him. Without, but well, you're close. That's amazing. Sixteen and two without him. <laughs> so, so we're trying to examine that and say, is Kyle Lowry not needed by the Raptors, or when he's out, does everybody else pick him up? Pick it up. I think so. And that's what I would like to think because Kyle I think Lowry, he's a hell of a player. By the time he's done, he might go down as the greatest Raptor ever. Yeah. But they can win without him, clearly. And point six, the Scotties Tournament of Hearts opens up tonight. And we will be covering it. Of course, it's Canada. It's curling. We'll be doing it for Verge Agriculture. That's who's bringing us, bringing you our Scotties coverage. So draw one tonight. It's Northern Ontario versus Northwest Territories. Yukon versus Team Wildcard 3. That's Team Peterson. Alberta versus Nova Scotia. And Team Canada, Kerry Einerson out of Manitoba, representing Team Canada as the defending champion, up against Team Wildcard 2, that's Zacharias. I know it's a little confusing. Let us sort it all out for you. Draw one tonight, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. TSN has it. And again, Verge Agriculture brings you our Scotty's coverage, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Visit Verge Ag to learn more today. I do want to mention that yesterday's rock star of the day for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions was Mitch Love, the head coach of the Saskatoon Blades and assistant coach of Team Canada's World Junior Team. That was yesterday's rock star of the day. Today, we got some competition, Lynch. <laughs> That's right. You got some competition. A couple of guys just came in here, eh? That's right. Both of them look Derek really good. Derek Moncrief of the LA Rams. He's here. He's looking fresh. He's looking lean. He's <laughs> going to be in here next block. Last hour, we had Solomon Elamimian and Cameron Judge on the show, and right. did they drop some bombs <laughs> on the did. show? So I think we're going to actually put up a poll at the end of the show, and you can vote for the rock star of the day. But no matter what, Derek Moncrief and Kirby, his family Kirby's here, yep. they will leave both with rock star hats. Kirby like can really dance, let me tell you that. You can dance? Yep. You can dance, Kirby? I don't know. Let, let's see it. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby's here from Suds Full Service Car Wash, and I got to say, Now's the time to wash your car, and here's why. It's not minus a million, so if you go and get your car washed, the doors freeze shut. Although that's not a problem at Suds because they wipe the door jams. But right here in this sweet spot, Lynch, minus teens, wash, and it'll last for days. Right, Kirby? Right? Days. You can say days. days. <laughs> yeah, so you can go get your uh, get your vehicle washed this Kirby weekend. Kirby is a rag. R-A-G-G. Really a great guy. Really a great guy. He's a winner all the way. Sure is. Uh, what else, Lynch? Oh, the poll question today. Uh, very rarely do I dress up for the show. And for a farm kid like me, this is dressing up today. But you look good. You look real well, good. the CFLPA sent me this shirt. Yeah. And okay. I thought I'd throw a blazer on over top of it. So we're asking the viewers, what should the host of this program wear for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? What should I be wearing? A suit coat or a bunny hug? Yeah, which is the Saskatchewan term for a hoodie. It's now, what, 76% on Facebook say, Surprise. go back to the bunny hug. 82% say, on Twitter, say the same. So CFLPA, you might have to stick one in the mail. <laughs> Lynch, we're going to bring Kreef in next. So what's your final word on if the CFL plays this year? What do you think about the events of the last 24 hours? I'm disappointed. I think they're going to play, though, because they're determined to 
and I say Labor Day, 10-game schedule, Grey Cup. With fans. With fans. Grey Cup a week before Christmas. Beautiful. John Lynch's appearances are brought to you by Wheaton Kia. You can find them in North Regina at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst. We'll break, and we'll be back with Derek Moncrief in the bunker from the Los Angeles Rams. You're watching a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services on Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Support for The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Dupes, have I told you about Manscaped? (laughs) You've started to. I've had it for a week. Let me tell you, we've been doing it wrong. We have. Yeah, ask me why. Yeah, why? Because (laughs) I don't know where to start. I used to have to use two razors. Did I tell you that? I was doing an acrobatic act over the toilet and the sink. I had a big hair trimmer. I had a face shaver. None of those were made for below-the-waist grooming. That's a safety hazard. (sighs) Don't tell anybody, but I don't have to worry about it anymore because the Lawnmower 3.0 is specifically designed for men's below-the-waist grooming and... Your introductory package comes with a pair of boxer briefs, which I gave to you. Yes, not worn, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) No, I pulled them out of the package. When you order yours, you'll get a pair of underwear. This was a large, didn't fit me, so I gave them to you. You're welcome. Thank you. And it also comes with anti-chafing lotion. Where has this been all our lives? I know. So... I used to get those Nicky things. You must have too. <laughs> nick yourself yes. and you're bleeding. Doesn't happen because the Lawnmower 3.0 comes with a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Man, Manscaped <laughs> calls them. So what more do you want to know? When you when you use the Lawnmower 3.0, you use the anti-shaving cream. You leave the house feeling like you've just left a spa. The chafing, that's the worst, right? Rubbing between the legs. Anti-chafing lotion, 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANSIDED20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and we're very excited. I think Derek Moncrief of the Los Angeles Rams think we're overplaying this a little bit. <laughs> but you are our first NFL player we've had right here in the bunker, Derek. So I say welcome. How are you, sir? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. There's a lot of people that probably say, why is an NFL player... <laughs> Hanging out in the polar vortex of Saskatchewan, <laughs> Canada. But this yeah. is where you're going to spend your off season. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just training and uh, got my going the distance brand going out right now. So uh, you know, just trying to enjoy the scene right now. And uh, I'm glad to be back. All right, John, 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 John. The interview is going. So coming back from your first season with yeah. the Los Angeles Rams after how many here? Three with the Saskatchewan yeah. Rough Riders. Three years, yeah. So it was an interesting year in LA. Yeah. Can you take me through it from signing <laughs> to re-signing? Because you got a yeah. new deal, right? Yeah. Take yeah. me through it if you don't mind. Yeah, I had the uh, I had the tryout or the workout at the end of camp. Did great with the workout. They loved me. Um, and then we went from there with the pandemic and everything. Every day with the testing and just the day in and day out grind. Um, it was a little frustrating at first because I've been starting for three years, right? So to come and, um, you know, uh, watch every Sunday, you practice all week, that was pretty tough. But I finally got my crack, the Miami week, and, uh, you know, I just tried to make the most of it. Which was like, what, week four, 13, 14? Yeah. It was well into the season, as I yeah, recall. Yeah, I think it was my, like week eight or nine. Was it eight? Okay. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Just seemed like we were waiting for a long time, eh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you finally got that game in Miami. And I called that the Ryder alumni game because you were going up against Sam Aguavin of the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. And this is a funny story. We had Aguavin on here on Wednesday, and he said he was trash-talking you the yeah. night before in the morning of via text, and yeah. you were ignoring him. <laughs> Tell me about that. All week, I, I had to be locked in. Uh, I knew it was like one opportunity, you know. I knew I knew just had to come in and try to dominate as much as I can. And, uh, you know, I talked to him after the game. 
<laughs> and you got some photos, some great photos, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll on be. the sidelines. Yeah. But that was a wild game, yeah. too. Your quarterback kept giving the yeah. ball up quite a bit, as I recall. Yeah. And he's not your quarterback anymore. But what do you remember about that game? Oh, man, from start to finish, uh, everything was happening so kind of fast to me because I haven't played in a long time. So uh, it happened very fast. I just had a great time, really. You know what yeah. I mean? Just trying to enjoy the moment. But uh, they was a good team, though. They got the best of us that day. I got to tell you, it's yeah. so great to see you again, oh, by the yeah, way. And everybody yeah, says yeah. it's such a great defense, yeah. one of the best defenses in the NFL, yeah. and you're a part of it. What is it? Aaron Donald, obviously, but he's yeah. not. He's just one guy. Why yeah. is that defense so great? I think it's the chemistry. Um, to win, to be a winning team in the NFL, you have to be together uh, because everybody's talented. You know what I mean? So I think it's the chemistry and the time being spent day in, day out. Um, just sacrificing for your teammates for the betterment to win a championship. So, yeah. It's sad, though, that your NFL debut would yeah. come in uh, Hard Rock Stadium with nobody there. You should have a full stadium, right, yeah. Kirby? And yeah. all the pomp and circumstance and your family there. Yeah. Florida had a few fans. Yeah. But, I mean, talk about your NFL debut. Did you feel like you were in the league? Because it was an empty stadium. That's a shame. It was some fans in there. It was pumping now. They had some crowd noise. Yeah, yeah. It was a few fans in there. Uh, it felt like an NFL debut. Okay, that's uh, good. Yeah, I was just locked in, man. It was a dream come true, and uh, really, I can't wait for the next season to come around. Yeah, well, yeah. I do understand. I had that talk yesterday with yeah. uh, John Paddock. You wouldn't know him, but a former yeah. NHL coach, and he said once the game starts – yeah. You do focus on the game. Yeah. If you're looking in row five, you're going to get your block knocked off. <laughs> <laughs> right? So Definitely. there's that, too. Yeah. 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 Well, I, so <clears throat> I guess I should get to the viewer questions, too, by the way. Uh, well, he, well, from Taylor Soley, he says, hey, Derek, what's ad like? Let's go Rams. I think he's asking about your brand that you're wearing. Let's talk yeah. about that, by the yeah. way. You got a clothing yeah. line. And how's that going? It's going pretty good. Uh called going the distance uh actually my girlfriend helped me out with this mm. uh, it came to pass i was just talking about it one day and uh just came up with it and my distance uh, my brain is called going the distance and i just want to inspire the world whether you play sports whether you want to be an actor or whatever uh, just want to inspire them you know because you can do anything you can put your mind to it you can, and you've proven sure. that. Yes, As sir. has Sam, by the way. He yeah. just doesn't have a clothing line. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your – you said you've got the Rider edition yeah. on here, yeah. which is white with green lettering. What all do you have? Uh, the Rider edition, of course. Um, I got the Prattville edition, where I'm from. It's, uh, is that like a burgundy? Yeah, yeah. I saw maroon, that. Maroon and white, yeah, yeah. burgundy. Um, I got the all-black legendary edition. Um, I have the L.A. edition, which is um, blue and yellow. And, yeah. Pretty much. Who's yeah. uh, who's behind this? Uh, me and my girlfriend. Right, just putting it together. Well, you're you are linked up with an entrepreneurial family yeah, over yeah, there, as, yeah. you, as you know. Right, so they kind of know a thing about or two about yeah. this yeah. clothing lines and business. So, yeah. where can people look at your line of clothing and and purchase it? DerekMoncrief.com, um, and also my Instagram, um, going the distance brand, Facebook, GTD. Um, Twitter, you can click the link in my bio, and uh, everything's going out. Um, and also, we got the Derek Moncrief Foundation, where we're going to give back um, to every inner city, uh, international missions. So we're just going to be a positive light in the world. Good for you. Well, yes, I always knew that you were a super dude. And uh, yes, sir. by the way, the question was, it's a yeah. lower... He said AD, and it looked like ad, like advertisement. Oh, yeah. He meant Aaron Donald. If you'd <laughs> yeah. have capitalized that, yeah. they all want to know what Aaron Donald's like, the baddest dude in the NFL. What's he, what's he like? Oh, man. Cool, laid-back demeanor. But when he's in between the lines, he's a different, he's a different animal. Something I've never seen before besides myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's a great dominant player. Um, he pays attention to the details. He dominates even when he's in walkthroughs and, of course, the games. But his work ethic and his practice habits are, you know, uh, at the top. Well, you sure. know, there are some yeah. polls I've seen that say he's the best player in the NFL. Yeah. Forget about Mahomes. Forget about yeah. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. say Aaron Donald's the best player in the National Football League. If you were yeah. starting a team, would, be, would he be the guy you'd sign first? Got to have him. 
Yeah. First pick. Yeah, well, he plays at that yeah. position where it all starts. Right, right, right. <laughs> and he's athletic, too, so. It, obviously, yeah. he must move great for a big man. Yeah, he can catch. He can do everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stacy Champagne, a viewer just joined us, says, where does one get this clothing? I'll say it again. DerekMoncrief.com, I think, would be the best way to go about it. But you can also find him on all social media platforms. Are you going to change that Twitter handle, by the way? Hot Boy Showman, which goes back to high school. <laughs> Or Never. No. I got to keep it. It's classic, man. It's, it's not a thing. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so catchy. You know what I mean? Everybody asks me, like, what does it mean? You know, but uh, it's a cool name. Um, yeah, you can't. Friends. You can't change yeah, it. Yeah, I can't. Right. Can't. Definitely. At yeah. Hot Boy Shoe Man. Yeah. What was it? Grade nine you started that? Yeah, I think ninth grade, ninth, tenth grade. You're probably shocked that that I remember this stuff. (laughs) You got good memory. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) one of my few talents. But, Derek, I do do have to say this. Yeah. You said you missed the interview with Sam McGuavin. He actually broke down in the interview talking about his road to the NFL. Yeah. It's not like yours has been any easier. Yeah. Like, would you mind telling our viewers the the sweat and tears you've put into this? (sighs) Man, uh... To start off even back from high school. Um, you go back as far as you want. Yeah, I can go back as far. Uh, yeah. From Prattville. Um, man, I didn't qualify for a major university, Division One. I. I was going to go to Alabama. I was committed to Southern Miss, but it didn't happen. So I went to junior college for a year and a half, graduated, number one safety in the country, All-American. Um, went to Auburn University. Didn't play there, so I transferred to Oklahoma State. I had the red shirt, uh, paid for school the first semester, and then I earned a scholarship. And then I played the following year. Went undrafted. Um, I was crushed. No lie, I was crushed. Then I got to work out in Dallas uh, with Chris Jones and the Riders. How did you find out about that? Uh, just uh, my agent at the time and, um, and this guy, uh, he, was, he knew Coach Jones okay. very well. And uh, that went great. Got up here in the training camp, and, you know, the rest was history on that part. And, you know, now I'm here. Yeah. Well, you were, you were a tremendous player from the moment you stepped on the field. Yeah. But I often wonder, because I think yeah. Sam McGuavin said he saw the ad online somewhere yeah. that yeah. the Riders were yeah. having a tryout camp. Yeah. And like you say, the rest is history. But would you yeah. have gone to the National Football League if you had not come to the Canadian Football League? <sighs> Probably not. I mean, it's the I got the opportunity to you know showcase and develop. Uh, I learned so much. I got so much experience uh, just playing at different positions and just learning about the game and, and how to be a pro. Um, Coach Jones taught me a lot, man, and I really appreciate him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh and uh, he will be back in the CFL yeah. maybe sooner than later. Yeah. We've got a minute to go before a break. Are you okay to stick with us for another segment? Yes, sir. And we'll answer all the viewer questions. Oh, good. But Alan Lee wants to know. He's our intern, the Asian sensation. Yeah, yeah. Alan, hey, Mr. Moncrief, <laughs> what's your opinion on your new quarterback, Matthew Stafford? Man, great quarterback. Uh, his body of work speaks for itself. Uh, his resume. Man, uh, I just can't wait to see him play. Um, That guy, you know, they didn't have winning seasons there, but he's finally got the opportunity to be with a winning team. Uh, Great defense. Just can't wait to, you know, host that uh, Lombardi trophy up. Oh, you're missing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're missing for sure. Uh, We'll be right back with Derek Moncrief, again, our first ever NFL player, joining us right here in the bunker. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. We've got a sports update coming up and viewer takeover. All of your questions... Will Field for Derek next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, Facebook and YouTube Live, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm going to jump into a sports update here. More with Derek Moncrief, and then we're throwing the Swiss League hockey live on Game Plus, but the rest of you watching on YouTube and Facebook and uh, listen live will stay with us until the top of the hour. The Toronto Raptors look to exact revenge on the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight after a loss to Minnesota in Tampa, Florida last weekend. The Raptors get another crack at the lowly T-Wolves tonight. Since that loss, Toronto's won two in a row, both against the Bucks. Battle of Alberta on tap tonight. The Flames 
host the Oilers in NHL play. The Flames are tied for fifth in the North, two points back of the Winnipeg Jets. The Oilers are tied for second with Montreal. The Vancouver Canucks host the Winnipeg Jets in NHL Scotia North Division play tonight. Vancouver beat Calgary Wednesday to move into a tie for fifth with the Flames. Sean, sorry, Sam Burns carries a two-shot lead into the second round of the PGA Tour's Genesis Invitational today. The American shot seven under yesterday. Mackenzie Hughes of Dundas, Ontario is the top Canadian. He sits at two under. This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit dubnetwork.ca today. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new almond mocha, order yours at g2gbars.ca. As we mentioned, we've got Derek Moncrief of the Los Angeles Rams with us here in the bunker, and I've said that we would answer a ton of questions here. Anthony Postero says, Hey, Derek, really like your game. What major differences did you find between the CFL and NFL game? Oh, man, the major difference um, after I, like, had to look back at it was um, the trenches, the the offensive line and defensive line. You know, guys down there like Aaron Donald, you don't see that. You know, uh, offensive linemen, guys can six, seven, six, six, three hundred plus pounds. They can move. You know what I mean? So that's the biggest difference. Um, the game is much slower in the NFL. CFL game is fast. Everything's on the move all the time. So uh, that's the biggest difference for me. But that's yeah. That's the thing is. Yeah. You were ideally suited for the CFL because of your long, lean frame and your yeah. conditioning. Mm-hmm. How did that benefit you in the NFL, though? You, you still make a great special teams player down there because yeah. of your limbs and your speed and yeah. everything. But right. how, what's the differences in special teams? Uh, guys are really elite. Everybody's fast. You're strong. Uh, it's just those little things. It's the mental things. It's the um, just certain little techniques guys does. Um Man, it's it's just the small things, really, when it comes down to it. Uh, everybody's athletic, athletic, and uh, it's just all a mental game as far as that. That's what I don't think a lot of fans understand. I mean, I, a lot of talent comes into these yeah. free agent camps, but if you don't have it between your ears, right? You won't make it. You don't. You won't make it. You won't. Not, especially with right. Jones. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we were, we, yeah. we had a camp in Bradenton, and. Yeah. Uh, it's like 250 players out there. You went yeah. to one. You know what they're like. Yeah. And a high school coach came up to me. He thought I was a coach. He goes, yeah. oh, I get it. That redheaded guy over there is going to run everybody into the ground. And the guys <laughs> left standing make the team. <laughs> and I said, well, pretty much. Yeah. Right? That's a war different. of attrition. <laughs> Every time. Yeah, I remember my workout with Jones in Dallas. Oh, my goodness. After How long that, did it go? Whew, had to be like an hour. Like. I was dead. I just laid out on the field out. <laughs> but he liked you. Oh, yeah. He yeah. did. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. Uh, Craig Smith, our director of scouting, says, yeah. Moncrief is a hell of a player. Love this story. Dallas workout to the CFL to the NFL. Here's wishing you many years in the NFL. William Mace says, I love the rider edition on your clothing brand. Thanks yeah. for remembering us in Saskatchewan, and yeah. good luck in L.A. Yes, sir. That's from William, and it's the Going the Distance clothing brand that you can purchase at DerekMoncrief.com yes, or from his Instagram. The link is in the bio, as he said. Uh, Ivan Diablo, he's an Argos fan watching in Toronto. He says, <laughs> the major difference is money. <laughs> well, that's the obvious. Of course. That's the obvious. Yeah. Right? But I'm in L.A. too, so. It's more expensive, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a big chop. So uh, They're telling me 90 seconds before we got a break and we throw to Swiss League hockey. Yeah. Can you tell me about SoFi Stadium? It's on my bucket list. The yeah. Super Bowl's there next year. Here's yeah. hoping that we can actually get into it. Yeah. What's it like, Kreef? Oh, man, that stadium is the best. The best right now, the best event center, um, performance center in the nation, uh, I think. So uh, you got to come check it out. Definitely going to be there. Super Bowl. L.A. Rams. Can't wait to see you. Yeah, the Rams against somebody. Yeah, right. somebody. We'll be doing this show from right outside. Hopefully you can spare us a few minutes, Creep. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Again, these guys are going to tell me when we're throwing to Swiss League hockey, but I was in the Moncrief facility at the University of Texas. I've I've mentioned that to you before. And I'm like, oh, man, this must be a relation of Derek's uh, here in Austin, Texas. How often do you get asked that? 
Oh, never got asked that question, but Sidney Moncrief, the basketball player, I get asked that all the time. Dante Moncrief for the NFL. We're not related, but I always get it. <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah, you might want to make something. You walk into the Longhorns facility yeah. in Austin, Texas. It's the Moncrief Center. Yeah. And I thought for sure is a relation of Derek Moncrief. Yeah. Derek, you hang on. Yes, sir. We are going to throw live to Swiss League Hockey. A big thank you today for Solomon Elementary and this guy, Derek Moncrief and Cam Judge. Enjoy the hockey, everybody, and we'll see you Monday. And we're still live on digital, so we just see what we did there. So uh, here we go. So here we go with the questions from our viewers in the last segment that we have here with Derek. Who is the toughest player to defend in the CFL, in your opinion? Man, so many. Um, S.J. Green is crafty. Hard to cover, huh? Hard to cover. Great route runner. Um, Not a fast guy. But he, he ran routes at the top of his routes. He, he was great. Um, Sinopoli, he was a great one. Um, Ellington. Mike Riley's a beast, though. Yeah, I thought you were going to throw a Bo Levi in there. But. Bo Levi, you know, he's, he's good. He's <laughs> he, good, too. Yeah, but you're bringing up some other names. Oh, yeah, for sure. I got Mike you. Riley's the best I ever played against. From Dan Ukrainitz, how was playing for the mullet at OK State? <laughs> Talking about the coach there, of yeah. course. And how much yeah. potential does Canadian Chuba Hubbard have? Uh, coach Gundy was a great coach. Um, he ran the organization great. Uh, Love playing for the guy. Chuba? Oh, yeah. He's a beast. He's ready. Why does Mike Gundy find himself in so much controversy all the time? <laughs> I guess he's just confident in himself, right? He doesn't care what anyone thinks of him or his actions or anything so i can just say his self-confidence you like playing for him uh yeah yeah he was cool <laughs> yeah to think about we, we didn't have any trouble you know what i mean everything was good so <laughs> uh what did, did, did is he yeah. like chris jones in a way jones has those similar um attributes yeah. right but yeah they're very uh they're gonna tell you how it is right and they're gonna stand on their word and that's it Right, guys like that. Which you appreciate. I yeah, think. you got to respect, like, that's honesty, right? I respect that as a man. So, um, yeah, they about the same. Well, that. you seem to attract guys like that, Kreef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, the Stampeders fan, says, can Rod yeah. get through a show without mentioning and taking subtle shots at Bo Levi? I didn't bring up this shot. <laughs> I was asking for the best players in the CFL, and he didn't name Bo Levi. So uh, just just clarifying that here. Yeah. Uh, Kreef, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you uh, roll here, other than to say yeah. one of the viewers says, did I miss Cameron Judge? You did miss the Cameron Judge interview. You're going to want to go back and watch it in hour one. He talked about why he yeah. left to Saskatchewan and signed with the Toronto Argonauts. Yeah. Producer Clark is saying it's at the 54-ish minute mark of the interview. Well, Derek, I just want to say that uh, I've been following you very closely, very proud of what you've been doing, obviously. Yes, Big fan of the of the Cazelle family. Yes, you, you know, you're part of a great bunch over there. Yes, sir. So keep it, go- keep it going, and we'll see you around here this offseason. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Derek Moncrief of the Los Angeles Rams joining us in the bunker. Dupes joins us in here next. It'll be viewer takeover the rest of the way. You're watching the RP Show, YouTube and Facebook Live, Game Plus TV, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Producer Clark says in our ears, welcome back, Darren. Moose DuPont is back, hey, hey. along with uh, Andre the Moose on the coffee table. Well, you don't know. I've been watching the show on, Have you? on Game Plus, and Kirby and I were having a chuckle. I'm in there, and uh, I mean, this is the first time we're throwing to Swiss hockey, right? So then you do the awkward, awkward pause, and you it. see, all right, we're still here on digital. See what we did there? <laughs> you were still on TV for about a second or two or three. Oh, great. <laughs> but, before it threw, oh man, then it cut to the Swiss hockey. So we had a chuckle. I don't care who it's on. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's overtime. And I'm not, it's the, cle- we had lots of time left here, by the way, an hour or two. But we have, um, 
it would be a cliche to do a face-off on whether the CFL is going to play or not. I'm, I, I, I'm frankly a little disgusted today with what's gone down. I do want to read, not with this show, of course. This show has been great. Wayne Grolo in Victoria is watching. He says, it's hard to keep saying best show because all of your shows are great. But yes, it's one of your best football Fridays so far. William May says, thanks, guys, for another fantastic show. And the guests were very classy. Greg Clevgard says, it's going to take a while before you can beat this football Friday, guys. Great show. Well, just like Telemiracle, we strive to go higher. And it continues to get better and better and better. But Solomon Elamimian, Cam Judge, Derek Moncrief, we haven't seen dupes since the uh, warm-up. It was just awesome. Hot show, yeah. And good vibes. Uh-huh. All through the bit, like through the building, it's been a great, you know, almost electric vibe in here on a Friday. It's awesome. Like, it's the way you should end the week. And we always end the week not wanting to go home and not wanting to end the week. But, oh, I know. Uh, this, is, this is perfect. You come in on Monday and think you've been off for a month. I know. So, the CFL report we do every day. But the thing is, what's good from a news media standpoint is things have been changing every day. But this is what I posted this morning, okay? Okay. For the CFL report, and then I'll get to the update. But Commissioner Randy Ambrosi says the CFL remains committed to returning in 2021, but is leaving the door wide open regarding exactly how that will look. The CFL unveiled a full 18-game schedule for all nine teams last November, one that Ambrosi said it remains on track for in 2021. However, the commissioner added the league is keeping all of its options, including teams playing fewer than 18 games, open. But there's no denying the importance of fans in the stands for CFL teams. So pushing back the start of the season until August or September could allow for more Canadians to receive their COVID-19 vaccination and thus be able to attend games. Ambrosi said, quote, we're taking a very committed, very pragmatic approach to this. We're going to play in 2021. We're just going to find a way. Sounded very optimistic didn't it? Mm -hmm. And then right off the bat today, and I have to thank Nelson Hackowich, our VP of Sim Events, directed us to an article by Dave Naylor at tsn.ca today, posted today, that said the CFL won't play without fans. Now that's an opinion piece, but Naylor does not speak willy-nilly. I have the utmost respect from Dave Naylor, but that tells me he's getting that from league sources. So it's almost like that story came out with Ambrosi's Quotes yesterday got everybody all excited, including me. Darren, we want CFL football. We want jobs for these guys. We want the coaches to coach. We want to go to the games. We've we've grown our footprint across this country as the CFL show. We got fans from every team. We want the CFL to play. And it's like somebody rung up Naylor and said, wait a minute, we need to back up the truck here because we might not play. So put it out that we not might not play if we don't have fans. It's incredibly discouraging. And I haven't really had you on since this all came down almost two hours ago. And I'm getting a little annoyed because my life does not depend on the CFL anymore. I want it, but we'll survive without it. But for all those people that don't and can't say that, I'd be pretty pissed off if I was them. Yeah, I would too. You know... We've been we've been wanting the commissioner to come out and say something for a while, and he did, and and it was great. And to say you're committed to playing, and commit, I think he said he was committed to playing a full season too, which is also optimistic and exciting. Um, but it's really tough to see the other side of it because the insiders, like Dave Naylor, again, the good insiders that constantly have correct information, they don't make things up. They don't make things up. And Naylor doesn't make things up. No. So there's truth to what he's saying, always. And the fact that they're not willing to play with no fans, then it comes back to the same thing well, we uh, heard last uh, year, uh, blaming it on the government. Is it not almost nauseating where we're at? Like I said yesterday, you're good, you. As you pointed, like Naylor's not saying this without somebody tipping him off to say it. And that's coming from the league. Say, we still may not play if there's not vac- vaccinations across this country widespread and we can't open our doors, then we're not playing. That's what it sounds like to me. 
And so from Nelson, he says, with the CFL plan, the NHL released their plan one month before they were set to play. The NBA put out their plan 45 days before they were set to play. The desire for a CFL return to play plan is a little premature at that point. Nelson, that does not go along with what we were told today because the NHL and the NBA and the NFL all played without fans. That is the difference What I want, and if I was a CFL person, I would be standing and demanding, how are we playing without fans? I want to know. And the CFL saying, they're providing themselves wiggle room Mm -hmm. to not play. Wiggle room to not play. But, you know, it also feels like, and I don't blame them necessarily, but it also feels like there's a little bit of a fear to say we don't want to play. And not that we don't want to play, but to say we don't want to lose money, you know? You know, it, it, it's that image thing. You don't want to say, guys, I can't go out for drinks with you tonight because I don't have enough money. We're scared to do that because it's a status thing. And I think <laughs> the league true. is scared to say, look, it, we don't have enough money to do this. We can't afford to do this. You know, they're scared to, you know, get down on their knees, right? And, and expose themselves a little bit and be, you know... <sighs> vulnerable and once you do that it's very freeing and it puts you back in power and in control of the situation. Oh you might get the help that you need. Right? Otherwise you try and roll with the high rollers of the NHL and the NBA and you make it work but you ring up black card after black card after black card after black card eventually the bill comes due. So I mean at the same time if you're not going to play at least be okay saying why and we will understand and I think we'll feel bad for you and maybe we'd be more willing to put our name on the Grey Cup fan base. Right? But if you're trying to roll with the NHL and the big dogs, it's, it's awfully tough for us to feel sorry for you. But are they trying to roll with them? I, I, I don't know what they're trying to do. And I'm sitting here almost feeling like an idiot going along with these signings and talking about this league and covering this league because there's clearly a huge appetite for it. And then somebody comes along and says, no, 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 we need to create ourselves. A, we need to create a escape plan Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry leaders don't do that and i opened this show by saying i would be incredibly disappointed in the leadership of the cfl if they do not find a way to play and that's kind of where i'm sitting at right now Mm -hmm. um todd pinkney says well dupes was thinking (laughs) a lot in his office over the last hour my guess is you just whipped that off the cuff what you just said that's right am i right you're right you're right jordan wall Viewer says, what's the minimum allowed in stadium for the CFL to go ahead? 30% capacity? Well, I don't know. I'd heard 10, but do you understand, Jordan, that people are talking out of all sides of their mouths right now? That's the thing. You have no idea. Am I speaking another language? I think the people that are, the people that it affects the most, the players, the staff, a season ticket holder of which I am, can you not just stand up and tell us what your plans are? That's what's got me upset. I'm just going to speak for me. But it doesn't really affect my life. If I was a player and saying the, the, the course of the rest of my life depends on what this league's going to decide, I would be beside myself. I know. It's... You can, they, they, they can't pin down the leaders yeah. on details. Right. And those details are what creates the reason, the optimism, right? You know, we want to know. Like, it's easy for me to say, no, no, no. Like, honey, we will get married one day, I promise. We're going to get married. She wants to know when the ring's coming, when we're getting married. Are we buying the house? Like, how many kids are we having? We want those details. That makes us feel a little bit more secure. Otherwise, she's shopping around for a backup plan, right? Well, and, and in the meantime, by the way, people move on. Fan-controlled football, watching the NHL and NFL. If people have noticed, we could sit here and talk NFL all day, every day, or NHL, or whatever. Like, the world is moving on without these guys. You I had a point you wanted. I had a socially distanced conversation with Shane, who happened to, you know, you know works in the building. And, uh, you know, he's a season ticket holder. He spends $1,000 a seat. 
That's $2,000 to $4,000 if he gets two or four tickets every summer. Well, this summer, if there's no CFL football, he might decide they're going to get a seasonal campsite up at Waska Sioux or somewhere. And the family might decide that they like that next year. You know, CFL's coming back. Yeah, but we really enjoyed camping. So we're not going to buy our tickets the next year. You know, people fill their time with something else. Viewer Greg Clevgard says, I don't know a business that can operate in a negative balance sheet. Greg, lots of businesses are. Again, you want to defend the CFL? Go ahead. I've had a guy write into our website the other day and said something along the lines of who's going to step up with the cash to make it a break-even proposition for the CFL. Do you think the NHL teams are breaking even? Do you think these junior hockey teams that are returning to play are going to break even? They're all taking a loss. They're playing for the good of the players. They're playing for the good of the game and the good of the league. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I had a call yesterday with an incredibly large figure in CFL history. And he's very concerned with the state of this league because lack of leadership. He talked about names like Norm Kimball and Normie Kwong and guys that ran Tom Shepard's name came up as guys that did something in this league, got it through all kinds of unimaginable crises over the decades. And all those types of guys have been shoved aside for what we have right now. And it just seems like they just want to pick up and run. I would rather the CFL dies by going down swinging, going down with a fight than just packing their tents and, and waving the white flag. To, con- to keep a consistent standard of living or operation, you spend money when times are bad and you pay it off when times are good. And that's how you stay with consistency. Right? When times are bad and money's not coming in, that's when you spend to get up to that line. And when times are good, you spend to pay off that debt. And this is when oh. times are bad. You have to spend. Three last comments before we roll from Ryan McCarthy. The NFL has two seasons, regular season and off season. They're always in the conversation. Yep. CFL doesn't want to be. From Sports Nut Central says, that's an incredible point. I'm a Ticat season ticket holder and a massive fan, but we can only keep pushing our ticket money credit for so many seasons before we ask for refunds eventually. Jordan Wall says, loving Rod's rant today. I don't know. A lot of these guys in the CFL will continue when the CFL reemerges. A lot of these guys from the Players Association will not. And that's why we're on their side. We'll see you Monday. We're out. Later. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) I never told you to shut up. Well, a couple times. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.